Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose is Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for our Monday Morning Discipleship podcast. Monday Morning Discipleship. As always, we like to come on on Monday and try to supplement uh, what you may have heard on Sunday. So let's get back into our series. We've been in a series called Obedience and Discipleship. Obedience and Discipleship. And uh, we've got two more weeks uh, in this series, this week and next week. And so uh, we're going to get right back into uh, where we left off on last week. And what we've been dealing with, again, uh, let me just get you caught up a little bit further. Uh, we've been touching on, uh, again, our book, Are We Still Making Disciples? Pushing the Church Beyond Membership and Sunday Morning Worship. And so um, in, in, in conjunction with being obedient as disciples, uh, we've been touching on chapter three of the book. And uh, particularly, we were at the end of chapter three when we were talking about our silent witness. How loud is your silent witness, the silent witness of your life? And, and that dealt with our behaviors as disciples of Jesus Christ. How can people look at us and see how we're living and say, listen, I, I want to be discipled too. Just like this person, this disciple, I want to be discipled too. And so uh, we were touching on that. And uh, as we got to the near the end of, of chapter three, and we'll cover the end of chapter three on next week, when we deal with the conclusion. Um, we got into a conversation about grace and Romans chapter six, verses one and two. Let me read that very quickly. The apostle Paul says this Romans chapter six, uh, verse one and two, new King James version. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? And so what the apostle Paul was saying is that because of grace, it should not make us reckless. Let me say it like that. It should not make us reckless as Christians because we, we get to say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm under grace right now. I've got the grace of God with me. That should not make you reckless. And what that did, y'all, was that that led me to, uh, I, I want to repeat this. <laughs> I, I love this section of the book. I think I mentioned this to you all last week. Um, I'm always looking for this section of the book, and I always wind up looking in, the, in an act of grace when it's really in, are we still making disciples? But, but I talked about the fact that grace is your covering, not your cover-up. Grace is there to cover you when you make a mistake, when you fall short of the glory of God, right? But it's not your cover-up. We should not use grace to cover up sin. And, and I mean, in, in the negative sense, right? Grace does cover up some things. We're going to talk about that today. But we shouldn't use it to say, let, let me, well, I'm going to do this, but I got grace. I'm going to cover that with grace. And, and so... Um, that led me uh, to pull some, pull some information from my book, An Act of Grace. And so here's where we left off last week. And this is where we're going to pick it up this week. We're going to deal with this this week. And then next week, we'll do the conclusion of the series. But we were dealing last week with a section in the book, An Act of Grace. And under the section, what do we misunderstand about grace? This is what the Apostle Paul, uh, as far as I can see was dealing with in Romans chapter six, verse one and two. He's saying, if, if we're done with sin, we should not continue in sin. We should not continue in sin so that grace may abound. As he says, you know, because we have grace, that does not mean we should just carry on doing what we were doing before. He says, how can those of us who say we are dead to sin continue to live therein? If, if you're done with it, be done with it, right? 
So, so we, we got to a place here in an act of grace where I talked about what we misunderstand about grace. Now, there are four things that I put, I put here in this section and I, I, I started, I, I dealt with one last week and I said, I'll deal with the other three uh, this week. Well, let me go back and read the first one again. And then if you want to listen to the recap, you got to go, go back and listen to part eight of this series. Um, I said, we believe that grace excuses our behavior. That's the first thing. We believe that grace removes all of the punishment for sin. That's the second thing. The third thing, we believe that grace will keep all of our faults hidden. That's, that's number three. And number four, we believe that only the complete absence of a punishment is the presence of grace. So those are just four things. Now, again, it's not a complete list. And I made sure I stated that. This isn't a complete list, but these are just a few things that we misunderstand about grace. Now, I'm saying this to y'all, that these are just a few things that Christians, those who say we're saved, misunderstand about grace. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about those of us in the church that like to tell people we're under grace and we are under grace but we need to examine statements when people make them to us. And so last week we talked about the fact that we, we believe that grace excuses our behavior. I'm not going to go over that again this week. Like I said, we covered that last week. And so if you want to want to hear what we had to say on that, um, check out last week's uh, Monday morning disciple, uh, Monday morning discipleship, rather, excuse me. Now let's get to these other three sections because I don't want to go over time today. I don't want to be too, too long. Um, let's deal with these other three sections because we got some scripture that we need to touch on here uh, in these next three sections. And so the, the, the next one, as I said, we believe that grace removes all of the punishment for sin. Let me read this paragraph. Christians have been missing this for quite some time. There are several levels of punishment as it relates to sin. As an example, see 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15 through 19. We're going to go there in just a second to see how God dealt with King David's sin. Also, consider Hebrews 12 and 6, which tells us that God will chastise those that he loves. While grace removes the penalty of sin, eternal damnation, God can and often will punish us right here and right now for wrongdoing. I started this section off, y'all. I said Christians have been missing this for quite some time. Let, let, let me give you a little bit of more context on that statement that I made there before we go to the scripture in 2 Samuel. One of the things, and I thought about this before I started recording tonight. One of the things I had to come to realize, you know, when I started writing these types of book, An Act of Grace, uh, you know, Are We Still Making Disciples? Even though Are We Still Making Disciples? Uh, did something that I didn't expect it to do in terms of reaching pastors. Um, one of the things I had to come to realize, and one of the things I struggled with, because being in ministry, I knew a lot of people that were preachers and pastors. And it was always odd to me that I couldn't really get preachers and pastors to buy my books. Some did. I'm not telling you nobody supported me. But I couldn't really get preachers and pastors to buy my books. And I, I'll be real with y'all. I was a little offended by that. But then I came to realize and I said, listen, first of all, preachers and pastors generally, generally are trying to buy books that make them better preachers and pastors. I'm not saying I don't have anything to offer in that in that regard. 
But a lot of the things that I was writing, they were saying, yeah, this isn't educational. I had to think about the things that were on my bookshelf. There were a lot of educational books. But then I had to come to realize, well, if that's not the case, who are you writing the books for? And I said, you're writing to the pew. So once I came to understand I, I was writing to the pew, I stopped looking at my brothers and sisters in the ministry so hard when they, would, they wouldn't buy books. I said, I get it now. I get it. These, these weren't your books. With the exception of a book that we've been discussing, are we still making disciples? Because that book has made some inroads with pastors because it is a good training tool. Now, I go back to the statement I made here. Christians have been missing this for quite some time. And, and so I'm saying all that. I said all that to say this, that I came to realize I'm writing to the pew. And as I said to you all a few minutes ago, this misunderstanding about grace, this is a Christian thing, not the world. The world don't know anything about grace. They know a little bit. They're experiencing grace. They don't really know it like we're supposed to know it. Christians are the ones that are missing the point about grace. So then I said here, there are several levels of punishments as it relates to sin. I said, as an example, see 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15 through 19. So why don't we just go ahead and go there? 2 Samuel chapter 12. Let me pull that up again. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15 through 19. So I'm going to pull that up. And uh, you, you all are, are be familiar with the story as we, as we head there. Um, this is after uh, David and Bathsheba had their uh, coming together, if you will. This is after that, okay? And and David has and David has found out through Nathan, God saw what you did. God ain't pleased with what you did. So here, here here's here's what happened here, verse fifteen through nineteen. Then Nathan departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. The Lord struck the child, right? This New King James Version, by the way. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day, it came to pass that the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. Verse 19 says, when David saw his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Let me read verse 20. David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he went to his own house. And when he requested, they set food before him and he ate. Now, again, for, for the, and I wanted to basically show how David worshiped God after all of this. David understood I'm reaping what I've sown. We was something else Christians don't get. I ain't got time to deal with that today. I'm reaping what I've sown. So here it is, y'all. As an example, I said, look at 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15 through 19, and see how God dealt with David's sin. God took that baby, this baby that he had with Uriah's wife after he had Uriah killed, and he did what he did. God took the baby. The, 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 the Bible said God struck the baby sick. 
That's what the Bible said. Baby didn't get sick on his own. It wasn't an act of the enemy. The Bible said God did that, right? And so we also see, look, Hebrews 12 and 6. Let's pull that up very quickly. Hebrews 12 and 6. And, and we, we kind of touch on that. We, we kind of explained it already, but I, I want to make sure that I read the text. Hebrews 12 and 6, what does the word of God says? For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. God chastens those that he loves. And so we see here in the Bible, right? While grace, as I, as I wrote here in this paragraph, while grace removes the penalty of sin, eternal damnation, God can and often will punish us right here and right now for wrongdoing. David was punished. You might think the baby was punished. David prayed and said, Lord, spare this child, the baby. No, I'm punishing you right now. Punishing you for what you did. So again, as, as the section said, we believe that grace removes all of the punishment from sin. No, grace removes the penalty of sin, which is eternal damnation. And we still have to accept Jesus Christ. But punishment can still come to you while you are yet in the land of of the living. So let me move on. I don't want to run out of time on the day. So, so we believe that grace is we talk about, we, again, we talk about obedience and discipleship. David was disobedient and there was a punishment for it. Right. Next thing, y'all, we believe that grace will keep all of our faults hidden. So when I hear people say I'm under grace, we believe that grace will keep all of our faults hidden. Let, let me read this section here. While grace covers a multitude of things that we never want anybody to know about us, our willingness to continually go out, continuously rather go outside of God's word will cause him to allow us to be exposed at time. Because we're stubborn creatures with a free will, often a deadly combination, God will at times remove the covering due to the fact that we sometimes respond better to embarrassment than we do to grace. Sometimes God's got to allow us to be found out so that we can be straightened out. Y'all, this blessed me so much before I started recording, I went ahead and posted that on Facebook. That last sentence, sometimes God got to allow us to be found out so that we can be straightened out. We believe that grace keeps all of our faults hidden. Again, God will allow, if you're not obedient in your discipleship, God will allow some things to be found out. There's something else in here that blessed me. This is why I went ahead and posted this. God will at times remove the covering due to the fact that we sometimes respond better to embarrassment than we do to grace. I think I talked to you all about that last week. I, I said it somewhere last week in, some, in one of the things that I was doing. I said, we care more about what man thinks than we do about what God thinks. So sometimes God will say, fine, if, if, if you're more worried about what they think, then I'll let them see what you're up to. And after that, you're going to come and talk to me about it anyway. So we believe that grace will keep all of our faults hidden. That's not the case. If you continue to be rebellious towards God, God will say, listen, let me just allow some things to come out and open very quickly. It does not make him less God. It does not make him less gracious. It makes us hard headed. It makes us rebellious. And, and rebellion sometimes is, is, is rewarded, if you will, if you want to use that word rewarded, with exposure. Sometimes your rebellion yields exposure. Okay, you, you won't stop doing this. So, so let me allow somebody to know what you're doing. And maybe that will stop you. 
Now, again, again, God is gracious. Now, again, you can use David as an example as well. I'm going to talk about that next. The same thing, the same thing. Nathan knows what you're up to. Believe me, David, other people know what you're up to. We, we sometimes think don't nobody know what we're doing. People know what you're doing. And listen, sometimes it's because of their grace that they say, I'm not going to expose you. I like what you're up to. You ought to be doing better. But I'm not going to expose you. I'm not going to break that up. We're just going to let that be. So let, let me hurry on to this last section here so we don't go too long today. So, so again, not only this, we believe that grace removes all the punishment for sin, and we believe uh, that grace will keep all of our faults hidden. Let's get to this last section on today, and then we'll be out of here. We believe that only the complete absence of a punishment is the presence of grace. Now, now I want to stress this again, y'all. This isn't the world thinking this. This is church folks. This is Christians that believe this. As we talk about being obedient in our discipleship, we believe that only the complete absence of a punishment is the presence of grace. Let's read that. This one can be tricky because sometimes this is true. We aren't punished for much of what we do, and that is by the grace of God. However, there's always a but. However, sometimes we're under the impression that grace is only present if we get away completely unscathed. I would have you to go back to the example of 2 Samuel 12 with King David. In verse 12, God tells David that even though he sinned in private, God will punish him publicly. We're going to look at that in just a second. However, in verse 13, God also tells David that his sin is already forgiven and that he will not die. Though David lost a child because of his actions, grace was still present because God spared his life. Therefore, God can punish and be graceful all in one motion. My God today. Let's go look at 2 Samuel chapter 12 and let's look at verse 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 12. I hope y'all getting something out of this today. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 12. What does the word of God say here? New King James Version one more time. God says, for you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all of Israel, before the sun. I want to pull that up in a new living translation. Y'all don't mind. So God says to David here, he says, listen, he says, listen, new living translation. You did it secretly, but I will make this happen. When he talks about this, I will make this happen right to you openly in the sight of all of Israel. Verse 13, then David confessed, Nathan (laughs) confessed to Nathan. Rather, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. That's 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 12, 13. Again, he says, this. he says, because you have done this, I'm going, I'm going to allow you did it in secret, but I'm going to make the, the punishment happen to you openly. And let me, let me just give you all a, a just very quickly, very quickly before we're done here. Just so God, just so you can understand, why would God do something like this? Every now and then, God has to let us know that he cannot be toyed with, that he can't be played with. And sometimes God has to let other people know through our misfortune. I want y'all to know that you can't play around with me like this. It don't stop us from trying them. 
But God every now and then says, I want y'all to see that I'm serious about this. So again, y'all, let me read this again. Then we're going to get out of here. When I talked about this, God says, it's already forgiven, though. I'm going to punish you and I'm going to make everybody see it. I'm going to make everybody see what you're going through. But this sin won't cost you your life. He says, I've already forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. Right? You won't die for it, but you still got to pay something. What am I saying here? We talk about obedience and discipleship and I'm done right here. And we'll pick it up next week. We'll close it out next week. What am I saying here? I'm saying that again, as disciples, we need to adhere to the word of God. We need to follow what God says. And again, God is gracious to us. God don't allow everything to come out in the open. God don't allow everybody to see what's happened to us. God don't allow uh, every sin that, that we get to be exposed in the way that we saw with, with, with uh, David here. And again, a lot of times as we dealt with that last section, we believe that only the complete absence of a punishment is grace. And I'm saying to you, some of you can testify right now. I know I can testify. God has not punished me for everything that I've done wrong. Many of you, all of you, I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. All of you can say God has not punished you for everything that you've done wrong. Because some things we cover by grace, some things we repent in, and God says, I'm not going to allow you to be punished for this, but I want you to stop. But many of us have been punished for our rebellion. Many of us have been punished because, listen, we, we constantly did some things that were wrong. Yeah, there's been plenty of things that you have done that I have done that God didn't punish us for openly. But the truth of the matter is, just because God did punish you sometimes, that does not mean he's not a gracious God. As I pointed out in this text here, I, I, in this book here, I shouldn't have used the word text. As I pointed out in this book here, when I talked about the fact that David lost a child because of his actions, grace was still present because God spared his life. Therefore, God can punish and be graceful all in one motion. God can allow some things to happen to you. And then he can say, but I'm going to let you live. I'm going to let you live long enough to repent, to rebound, to do it better next time, to learn your lesson. God says, I'm not going to take everything from you, but I'm going to allow some things to happen to you. And that goes back to the statement that I made. And then, and then I'm done for real here. That goes back to the statement that I made when I said, listen, God knows that sometimes we respond better to embarrassment than we do grace. And so sometimes God says, I'm going to allow some, some people to see what's happening. And maybe that'll shake you up. Because David had every reason to stop along the way. I've, I've told you all this before. He saw Bathsheba. He shouldn't have been home in the first place. Go read chapter 11, 2 Samuel. He should have been out on the battlefield with, 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 with his army. He saw Bathsheba. He asked who she was. Somebody told him that somebody's wife. And he proceeded. He proceeded. That was a warning. That somebody's wife. And then she gets pregnant and you have a husband killed. So in all of this stuff, God says something got to happen. But I'm not going to kill you. I've already forgiven you. Understand this, understand this, that even in those moments 
where God whoops you for what you did, he's still a gracious God. And just because God is whooping you don't mean he didn't forgive you. It means that I forgive you, but you're going to have to pay a little bit for this. I have to give you a little incentive to not do this again. Because if you know the rest of the story, Solomon came from David and Bathsheba. So I'm going to end it right there because this can go on and on forever. That's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship. Next week, we're going to conclude this series, Obedience and Discipleship. I hope you all are getting something out of what we've been sharing. Let me give you our tag as we always do, and then we'll get out of here on today. For those of you who'd like to keep up with us, the best way to do that, check us out at the ministry's website, that website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. If you would like to purchase any of our written works, um, An Act of Grace, Are We Still Making Disciples, any of the other books that we have there, my latest work, Where's My Change, you can go to the publishing website, that website, www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. We would definitely, definitely appreciate that. If you would like to support this ministry, you can do so via PayPal, paypal.me forward slash KRJ Ministries. One more time, paypal.me forward slash KRJ Ministries. Any support, we would definitely appreciate it. That's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship. We pray that you all receive what we had to share with you all on today. We'll end this one next week and then we'll go into another series or wherever the Lord takes us after this. So we thank you all for checking us out as always. And we'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.